Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise babes in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God. And his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing, and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are busting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you're about to listen to has been designed specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or you can send it to us via email at contact at wordloversglobal.com. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. All right, Hebrews chapter 4, are you ready? Yes, sir. 16 verses. Because remember, we are getting into... There's something here. It's like river. I feel like I'm walking in water. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. You ready? Now, this is a warning as well. Just like chapter 3, verse 1 was a warning. Chapter 4, verse 1 is also a warning. Now, remember chapter 3, the last verse, he was telling us, to be careful so that we don't slide into unbelief. Then he said something. Now, okay, you, you want to show us the last one? It is clear that they could not enter into their inheritance because they wrapped their heart in unbelief. So he ended here with unbelief. And in chapter 4, verse 1, he, he warned. Now, this warning was not to the Jews, but to the body of Christ. So he said, now the promise of entering into God's rest. Something has happened here. In chapter 3, he used the word inheritance. In chapter 4, he used the word rest. They are linked. Go back to 3. Look at it. It is clear that they could not Because they wrapped their heart in unbelief. So here, you would have expected him to say, entered into their rest. But he didn't use rest. He used the word inheritance for a purpose. Then in chapter 4, when he was talking to the church, he used the word rest. Why? Because it is in the rest we take the inheritance. Now, I'm going to show you where rest has to be. Rest is not rest until it abides where it ought to abide. Otherwise, rest is not rest. You ready for this? So, he said, now the promise of entering into God's rest is still for us today. Telling you that what he was talking about was something that has to do with this. Then he says, so we must be extremely careful to ensure that we all embrace the fullness of that promise 
and not fail to what? Experience it. So you must experience the rest of God. What does it mean? There's a likelihood you might be a child of God, but you might not experience the rest of God. Should you pray for the rest of God? No. He said the rest of God is what? Is still for us today. So you don't pray for rest. Rest is there. But rest has conditions. Can you see that? So you must embrace the fullness of that promise. The word. The more you embrace the word of God in, the full, in its fullness, the more you start experiencing the rest of God. Without the word of God, you cannot experience the rest of God. Verse 2. For we have heard the good news of deliverance just as they did. Yet, they didn't join their faith with the word. They didn't join their faith with the word. Somebody will ask, how do you join your faith with the word? Can you tell me? You know it. You know it. How do you join? The King James Version said they didn't mix the word with faith. The question is, how do you mix the word with faith? How do you join? You see? He said, for unto, unto us was the gospel preached. Which means the Israelites, the Jews, when they were going to Canaan, because Canaan was a type of Christ. It was... I'll show you this. Rest was not actually in Canaan. Because before they came, when they came out of Egypt, they were rest. They were in rest. Eh? Nothing happened to them. Because, listen, they were guarded by the pillar of cloud, pillar of fire. They enjoyed the division of the sea. They enjoyed the clouds. They enjoyed everything. They were actually at rest. For 40 years, they were walking on the desert and the Bible said there was no feeble person among them. Nobody was sick. They were actually cared for. Yet God says, I'm giving you a land that flows with milk and honey. So rest, Cana is not actually rest. Because they were walking in rest, but rest had to be somewhere. Because the Bible said that God knew he could have taken them through a shorter route. You see that? But he decided to take them through a longer route. Now listen. In Canaan, there were the enemies there. The Jebusites, the Canaanites. The, you know, this whole chapter was comparing with Joshua, Caleb, and the Israelites. When they were sent actually to Canaan to spy. And when they came back with the report of God, all the other people said no. They will not believe that because their giants were too high and too powerful. And they look like grasshopper. But Kala said, no, the, the Lord is able to give us this land. Yes. And the Bible says, and they wept and they cried. They wept and they cried. And Caleb and Joshua said, ah, but why are you crying? God is with us. He can give us. Let's go and take the land. Let's go and defeat the enemies. But the other congregation said, no, 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 no. They have already killed us. Meanwhile, God told them, I have given you this land. Go and take it. Even when Moses was dilly-dallying on the road, 
God pushed Moses aside and brought Joshua. Because what he has said, that I'm giving you Canaan, no human being can interrupt it. You see, the purposes of God, whatever he wants to do on this life, he has already finished. Our sin, Satan and everything cannot interrupt his agenda. So God's agenda was to give Canaan to his people. It's called the place of rest. In fact, it is the place where rest rests. But this Canaan was actually a land that was cursed. Can you see this? Okay, you follow me. And Caleb still the people before Moses and said, let us go upward at once and possess it for we are well able to overcome it. This is what God told them. Go on. But the men that went up with him said, we be not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we. You have not fought them yet. You have, accept, you have accepted defeat in your mind because you can see the people. And they brought up an evil report to the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it, it is a land that eateth up the inhabitant thereof. Lies. And all the people that, that we saw in it are men of great stature because they could see giants. So immediately they think they have won. And there, and there we saw the giant the son of Anak, meaning the Anakite, which came from the giant. This is the third generation. This is where Goliath came from. The Anakite. The first generation was the um, um, uh, the Nephilims. These are the second generation. The Anakite. So the Goliath you see, if you have seen the first generation, you know Goliath is short. <laughs> are you with me? Yes, sir. And we were in our own sight. Look at this. We were in our own sight as grasshopper. When we look at them, we look at ourselves. We are grasshoppers. They defeated themselves before they were about to be defeated. But what Joshua and Caleb did was that they commonized these giants as nothing. Before you can defeat them. That's why you must know the story, the message of Jesus. So you can defeat the enemy here by the defeat of Christ before you start warfare. Otherwise, you think the devil has some power against you, but he has none. And Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, which were of them that set the land, rent their clothes. And they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we passed through to search it is an exceeding good land. It's a good land. If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which floweth with milk and honey. The question is, how can a land which is occupied by Anakite, Jebusite, Amorite, how can it be a land flowing with milk and honey? Was it really flowing with milk and honey? 
Is it in literal terms, milk and honey? Oh, Jesus. You know what milk is in the Bible? You know what honey is in the Bible? Kiva hakoshta. I just give you a hint. You should see what, you know what it means. Do you know that for all the 430 years, they never had the opportunity to enjoy the God with the word of God? Say, so your word is sweeter than honey. The honeycomb. Honey represents the word of God. Milk represents the word of God. God was taking them to Canaan so he can have the time and feed them with his word. And feed them with his word. And feed them with his word. This is what they messed up. And they called for the law. Because the intentions of God was not for the law. Just as today he has given us his word. Jesus. That was what he wanted to do for them. Because Canaan actually represents a type of Christ. When I'm done you will know. Okay go on. Nine, quickly. And they brought up an evil report to the land of the land which they had set unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone, I think we have read this, right? He said, Only rebel not ye against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bread. Can you say they are commonizing the people? They are what? Bread for us. Their defense is departed from them. Hey. Meanwhile, when you go to the mountains, the Bible says they are there. When you are going through the valleys, they are there. Along the seashores, the enemies are there. They are well guarding the place. But Joshua said in his eyes, with the eyes of the word of God, their defense have departed from them. See, the more you speak and confess, the more you commonize the enemy. If you don't learn to speak and you become the pales, the more you always see the devil bigger than you. There are a lot of Christians who think the devil is bigger. He, he has some fight with God. You know, they have, there's, a, there's a fight, a war between God and the devil. Really? There's not even war between the, two, the church and us. He's under our feet. How do I fight one that is under my feet? There's no fight. There's victory. Did you hear that? There is no what? There is what? Think victory. Stop thinking fight. The statement you hear in the word of God in Second uh, Corinthians that says that, you know, um, uh, for we wrestle not the game. It's not, it's not physical wrestling. I think I've taught you that. It is the play of the mind. It's the play of the mind. One of the reasons why a lot of believers can't meditate is the play of the mind. Because as you close your eyes to meditate, all things begin to come through. And you must discipline yourself by bringing your mind back. It's a fight. You bring your mind back. You bring your mind back to focus on Jesus. To focus on Jesus. Your mind wants to think about Angie wearing red. No, 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 no. No, Jesus' name, you know. Then you see mommy wearing some nice shoes. Oh, no, Jesus' name. You know, you bring your mind. If you can do this for 20 minutes, You'll be amazed. That's what we call meditation. Do it, especially when the light is off. Don't lie down. Stand or sit. 
Turn off the light. Don't close your eyes. Just look. Look. After 20 minutes, you'll be lost in the room. Somebody shouts, you don't hear. You are gone. You have entered your... You know, your spirit has now, boom, begun to surf into the spiritual realm. You know what you hear? His words. Information, thoughts. And you are writing. Everything he makes you write is prophetic. It is something you have actually laid hold in the spirit and picked up. Because some of the things we pick up are there is an interplay between spirit and, and the flesh. So it is you, are, you, 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 are, you can't tell if it will be or it won't be. But when you lay in the place of meditation, you make your way prosperous. You remember what Joshua wanted it said? Said said what? This book of the law shall not depart from my mouth. But thou shalt meditate thereon day and night. Meditate on the word day and night. Uh huh. And observe to do according to what is written therein. For then, for then, for then, it is only when you are done with this. He said, You, you shall make your way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. So stop praying to God for, <laughs> for good success. Learn how to meditate. Okay? Alright, beautiful. Okay, I don't, go, just go to um, Hebrews. Now, I was trying to explain to you what it means to, to mix the word with faith. It's simple. To mix the word with faith is actually to respond to the word by faith. To respond to the word of God by faith. God says, go to Canaan and take the land. He said, yes. He said, why are you going? I'm going to Canaan. What are you going to do? I'm going to take the land. Don't you see Anakites and giants there? I'm going to take the land. They'll kill you. I'm going to take the land. You will not come back. I'm going to take the land. Are you mad? I'm going to take the land. Why? God said. Your response to the word of God. Your head is aching. You said, I'm well. I'm healed. I'm already healed. They said, why are you? I'm already healed. I'm already healed. Can't you just say, I'm, no, I'm already healed. I'm, why? You are mixing the word with your faith. Can you see that? Alright. So he said, for, for we have heard the good news of deliverance just as they did. Yet they didn't join their faith with the word. Instead, what they heard didn't affect them deeply. For they... What does it mean? When you doubt, the word of God does not enter deeply. The word of God does not take roots. So you will not see the word at work. I told you yesterday, anybody that says, I tried the word and it didn't work, this is one of the answers to you. The word of God never had roots in you. Because if the word of God had roots in you, when there is root, it picks up water. It picks up nutrients. There will be growth. If the word of God, Jesus said, a farmer went to sow seeds and some fell among what? Rocks. Thorns come. There were rocks. The roadside and good soil. I know you know. 
Now remember, he said, and the, and, the, and, the, and the seed is the word of God. And then he said, those that fell by the rocks, they are those that, they are ex easily excited by the word of God. They respond too quickly because it looks like it's growing, but they realize that the rocks has not enough soil. So the root comes up a bit and they still, you can see a little growth. But since the root is not deep down in the soil, it will die. So those are the people that the Bible says when you share the word of God, they are excited. They receive with gladness. And after, the issues of life comes and it begins to choke them and they die. Why? Because they don't have roots in the word. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will have roots in the word of God that will catapult you to another level in the name of Jesus Christ. May the word of God have roots in your spirit. May it have roots in your soul. May it have roots everywhere in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. May you have roots. And don't doubt. You see, when the word of God begins, when you begin to have roots in you, doubt leaves you. When there is no root, there is doubt. Can you see that? Beautiful. Let's go 14 more. You're coming to the best part of this chapter. For those of us who believe, activate the promise and we experience the realm of confident rest. Should I say it again? For those of us, which means not everybody, but for those of us who believe, faith activates the promise, which means the word, and we experience the realm of confident rest. What does it mean? When we believe the word, our faith is stirred up. And what the word promises it will do, it does it. And when it does it, it gives us rest. And that, that rest is confident. Now here, he calls the rest confident rest. Very soon, he will change the wording to tell you another kind of rest. Imagine that somebody is ill, almost dying at home. And the word of God tells you that by his stripes they are healed. That is what the word of God says. Which means that healing is available according to the word. So what the word gives is healing. Which has already been given. So I believe. How do I believe? Believe is the verb form of faith. Faith is the response to the word of God. Believing is doing the faith. Can you see that? So how do I do the faith? I begin to speak forth the word of God over the person. And begin to move the person as though the person is already healed. That means I believe the word. Now, the faith that is associated with that word. In other words, the faith that is produced out of the word. Because faith is always produced from the word. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So anytime the word of God comes, there is something sweet inside. That thing is called faith. Can you see that? We pick the faith and we begin to act the faith. That's called belief. So the Bible says that when you begin to act on the word, the faith in the word begins to bring you experience. So the person will be healed 
Because that is what that portion of the word promised you. And you have what? When the person is healed and comes alive, what happens to you? You rest. And you are confident that this healing is eternal. Are you with me? For he has said, I was grieved with them and made a solemn oath. Now, this is God's eye, red eyes talking. What he doesn't like is for you to see him and approach him as God that is incapable of what he has said. Because he has lifted up his word above his name. Which means for him, his word is everything that represents him. His word is what manifests his reality. Without his word, you cannot know the reality of God. To not speak the word of God in its entirety is to misrepresent the originality of God. And proclaim him in any way that you like. And what it produces is what? Doubt. Because people will begin to doubt God. Is this God that God you said can heal? He said, sure is your God. Show us your God. Do you have a God? Why is your life this way? Why is this thing happening to you if you have a God? But we stand by the word of God. And we say, when we go through diverse temptations, we don't consider it as defeat. We consider it as joy. Because God is working out our stamina, our confidence. And he says, allow your endurance to increase and to grow. For me, trials and temptation are possibilities or availabilities where God uses to raise my stamina. So the problem I see today, tomorrow, it hits me and it falls. Because I have been trained in that manner. I have been given some confidence in the word of God. And everything starts with the word. God wants you to have confident rest when you believe the word. Can you see this? Then he said, they will not enter into my rest. Now I want you to note here, he is actually personalizing the rest. He said, my. That should give you an, an idea of who he's talking about. My rest. He said, God's works have all been completed from the foundation of the world. Another thing. Now, the word foundation you see here is the word katabole. Meaning the falling down of the angelic race. The falling down of man. The sins and all those issues that happen in the area, in the lives of men. The bad, the, you know. He says those things couldn't stop his works from being completed. Do you understand? Yes, sir. What it means is that what Jesus completed for you he actually completed it before sin came. Before Satan came. Before men fell. And so your victory in Christ Jesus is not in any relation with the fall of man or with the fall of angels. Can you see that? See, your victory is different. The world received their victory through what they go through. We receive our victory. In fact, we have received our victory through what was done before the falling. That's the difference. 
So if I say I'm victorious, please don't limit it to things that you have gone through in life. I am victorious because victory was actually produced and given before men appear, before the foundations of the world. Can you see the, the difference here? Otherwise, you end up seeing victory as troubles that you went through and you came out. As sicknesses, you know, that is how you limit victory. But victory actually appeared. He's a person. Victory showed up. He showed up before you came in. The Bible says that in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 1, chapter 1 verse 4, say, according as he has chosen us, the word chosen before him is that before the foundations of the world, the word foundation is the same catabole. And that, that portion meant before the fall of the angelic race. Before the angelic race fell, Satan lost his authority. God has already chosen us. Can I tell you something? He didn't choose you. The day you raised, you raised up your hand to receive Jesus. Oh. He received, he chose you long ago. Before the foundations. What you only did in receiving is your response to what he did. That is it. That is why he died for all men. That is why he did not die for a group called Christians. He died for the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Then he said, but whosoever believeth in him should not perish. Why? Believe in what? Believe that this man is the one that finished the works before the foundations of the world. All we have to do, that is why nobody is going to hell because of sin. People are going to hell because they did not believe in the works of the man that finished the works. Can you see the difference here? Alright. Uh, Hebrews. Look, God's works have all been completed. I'm telling you, stop saying, God, there's nothing new God is going to do for you. There's nothing new God is going to give you. He has finished everything. And when Jesus came and you responded to his work, he handed everything over into your spirit. You must not learn by faith, for the just shall live by faith. You cannot live life by any means to enjoy God's finished works. That is why Philemon 1 6 says that your faith shall be effectual when you can only acknowledge the good things in you. So your faith has a work to do. Your faith must acknowledge all the finished works inside of you. Then you believe. What does believe mean? All the things that God says is in your spirit, you begin to do it. So, so your leg was paining you and we prayed for you and said healing was already inside of you. Now you don't walk like that any longer. Even though the pain is there, you try to walk. This is response. This is putting your faith to work. Can you see that? Because there's a likelihood that as you still walk like you used to, you haven't believed yet. In your head, you have believed, but there are no roots in your heart. So begin to jump. Begin to behave. Like it's gone. That is putting the faith to work. And trust me, as you begin to do that, you are trying to say that this is who I ought to be. 
you are you are you are an original being sicknesses and situations make you diluted always pushed to go back to the original state the original state is the place of rest is the place of peace is the place of joy is the place of kindness is the place of mercy is the place of all in all is that place make sure you always go there so when satan holds your stomach he said you get out this is not my originality he said get out get out the name of jesus what are you trying to do i'm trying to return to my original state always return to your original state when there is no cash in your pocket you don't accept it because it is trying to dilute your original state you begin to decree scarcity you live now meagerness you live now for I am well supplied according to his riches in glory that is how much I am supplied my supply is according to his riches in glory my supply is not according to my, my the, the salary I receive my supply is not according <laughs> it's not it's not even according to your profit my supply is according to his riches if you know him and you know his riches that is how much you are supplied and I know this for a fact you begin to decree I am well supplied I am well supplied that is why I keep telling you when you have some cash in the bank or in your pocket somebody blesses you with some cash don't wait for it to finish as you receive and as you can see the cash start decreeing thank God I have more thank God I have more of this in the name of Jesus you know what you are doing you are trying to tell yourself that I am an original being of all the creations of God I am the first and the best and where the money wants to go that is not where I am going let it be supplied and be refunded otherwise situations will lead you in a diluted state you refuse to accept. Say, I refuse to accept. I refuse to accept. Uh, 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 it looks like you like it. Say, I refuse to accept. I refuse to accept. He said that the communion of your faith may become effectual. Effectual. By what? The acknowledging. You must acknowledge every good thing which is in you. In Christ. That is why meditation is important. You study the word of God. You hear the word of God telling you you are blessed, you, you know, then you lie down or you sit down. You begin to think. Those of you that like the beach, don't always go to the beach to go and swim. No. Go there early in the morning when the place is quiet and begin to walk around and begin to think. The Bible says you are blessed with all spiritual. Let that scripture only be in your head. You are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. You begin to say it at your lips. You know, that's our meditation. We have three kinds of meditation. You know, Haggai is the last one. You, you begin to say it in your head. You know, it gives you, con- it gives you focus. I am blessed with all spiritual blessings. You say it in your head. Now, as you begin to say it in your head, after some time, nobody will ask you that you, you matter it at your mouth. You begin to matter it. Matter. I'm blessed with all spiritual blessings. As if you don't want anybody to hear. You are not the one doing it. Because the meditation is on. Now, after some time, when the reality begins to gush out from your spirit, 
and meet what your mind is trying to grasp. You, you hear yourself say, Oh, I am blessed with this spiritual. You keep jumping, you keep declaring it, you keep saying it. When you get to that level, it is no longer a thought, it is prophetic. You have released it. It's called Hagar. Are you with me? That, that's the three levels of meditation in your head, you matter, and then boom. The Bible says that. Then shall you make your way prosperous. Stop, stop crying unto God. Make your way prosperous by meditating on the word of God day and night. Day and night. That's why we are in a hurry to come out with the confessions books. So you guys can have it and pick one a day. Begin to meditate on the confessions and speak it every day. Speak it. Don't be in a hurry to, to take a lot of scriptures into your head. One is enough. You meditate on it. Meditate on it. It's like, it's like orange. You see, if you have one orange, when you peel it and you cut it, you squeeze the juice. Squeeze that. Some of you, you are spoiling the oranges. You have the orange, you just do and you throw it away. You want another orange. No. You are messing up the rema. You are messing up the rema of the word. Because the rema of the word, that is what you begin to decree. Rema is called the creative part of the word. It's actually the edible part of the word. So when you speak the rema, it creates. It's called prophetic prophecy. Are we together? Do you know why I actually can you see it? Because you must see the word. You are not hearing with your eyes. Oh. Yes, oh. You are seeing the word. The rema. So if, if you see it, you can have it. Do you know? That's what the Bible says. If you can see it, you can have it. As long as your eyes can see. And we see the word of God by the revelations called the rema. As I'm talking right now, it's coming to you. You see, it's making your mind. You are seeing it. And then it's, ah! <laughs> can you see that? Yes, sir. Uh, why, why don't I say, have you heard me? Because you can be looking at me, yet you are not hearing you are not shema shema. Because <laughs> you must walk in the reality of the word. May, no, may people not say, show me your God. Where is your God? Because for all you know, you are doing everything you are doing, but the word of God is shallow. It's not having root in you. So when troubles come, boom, you are down. Sickness come, hmm, anything. You don't have cash on you. <laughs> no, you don't have root. Become like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Even if God does not save us, we will still not bow. Even if I don't have cash, I will not do any foolish thing just to have cash. Because I am well. Meditate on this one tonight and tomorrow. Say, I'm well supplied. According to his riches in glory. I'm well supplied. I'm well supplied. Lie on your bed and begin to say, I'm well supplied. I, I know this, oh, I know this for a fact. They will not enter into my rest because God has finished all his works from the foundations of the world. Verse, verse 4. For it says in the scriptures. Now when you hear statements like this, it means the Holy Spirit is talking. He is the writer of the, of the book. So anytime you hear and, and the scripture says, it means the Holy Spirit is outlining a new thing you must look at. So when I see scriptures like this, I take my time to understand, okay, what is the Holy Spirit going to say now? So can we see what he's going to say? Alright. 
Okay, you are seeing what he wants to say. After talking about rest, and he said confident rest, he now began to introduce something new to you called seventh day. Go, go to verse four, 3. Oh, oh, catch the review. Look at here. He said, God's works were all completed from the foundations of the world. Then he went on. Then he said what? For it is said in the scripture, and on the seventh day, God rested from all his works. What is the seventh day? And what is the rest? What actually happened for God to rest and not do anything again? The seven day and the rest are all talking about Christ. Christ is our seven day. He's our Sabbath. <laughs> seven, completion, perfection. He is now coming to introduce you to perfect or complete rest. Earlier on, he said confident rest when the word gives you result. But now he said the Holy Spirit is saying something. And now he is introduced to two words, seven day and rest. The reason why Father God is not doing anything because he handed everything over to Jesus. And Jesus, in Jesus, we have everything that we need. Can you see that? Our rest is in our Sabbath. So this is called the, the perfect or the complete rest. Not Saturday. Not Saturday. Not Saturday. You hear me? But you see, when he completed the seventh day, he introduced the first day. What am I saying? When he completed the seventh day of Sabbath, Today, there's no seven day as Sabbath again. Now, the Sabbath day is the first day. He was raised on the first day of the week. The Holy Spirit came to them on the first day of the week. He met them in the church on the first day of the week. When you read the Bible, it's there. The first day of the week. The first day of the week. So today is no longer seventh. The seventh was for a reason. To tell you that all these things that men are doing, all these uh, um, you know, types and shadows, they are about to end. And when they end, he will come. And when he comes, he perfects all. He is the perfect sacrifice. He is the perfect offering. He is the perfect man better than Adam. He is the perfect priest. He is the perfect everything. Seventh is his perfection. One is his rest. Oh Jesus. Stop arguing with people on seven day. Whether you should go to church on Saturday or on Sunday. Tell them if Sunday is the first day, then that is when Jesus arose. Check your, you can when you go back, go and check. Go and check. When Jesus, the Bible says, and on the first day of the week, at the early part of, of Jesus, that's when the whole thing started at four o'clock. 
the first Sunday. That's when Jesus rose from the dead. Go and check Acts chapter 2. It was the first Sunday as they gathered. That is when the Holy Ghost came. Do you remember on the road to Emmaus? It was the first Sunday. Oh, I don't argue this with anyone. If I go to church on Sunday or on Saturday, it is not actually about the day. It's actually about where I belong. I'm, go you, I'm going to show you something. You'll be amazed. Look at it. Now, when Jesus was risen early, the first day of the week, can you see it? This is King James telling you. King James. <laughs> eh? The first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven devils. The first day. Look for the scripture about Emmaus and so on and so. You see, Hebrews, you can go and check. Do you, you understand the seven day now? Okay, what did, when he said God rested from all his works, he used Genesis chapter 1 to tell you that there's coming a time. I'll do something on the first day, second day, third day, fourth day, fifth day, sixth day. Now, sixth day is the day of man. Can you see that? Then, on the sixth day, he handed everything from day one to day five. He handed everything over to man. Can you see that? Then on the seventh day, he rested. Now, the word rested there is not this one. The, first, the word rested there is he stopped talking. Because he kept talking. When you go to court, they said, I rest my case. I have stopped talking. So God was talking and talking and talking. Let there be, let there be, let there be until man came. When man came, now he stopped talking and he said, man, you start talking, name the animals in the garden. So man began to name all the animals. And then in the last verse, 31, the Bible says, and God saw that all he had done was good. And man began to run the show. God left the scene. In the same way, God began to run the show as Elohim, as Adonai, as Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Rapha, until Jesus, the Son of God, the Son of Man, came. When he came, God stopped talking. That Jesus handles the matter. Why? For he is the seventh <laughs> of all the... <laughs> oh, Jesus. Can you get it now? So, Genesis chapter 1 was a type to show us of the reality of Jesus. I'm telling you, if you read the Bible and you don't see Jesus in the pages, cross it and go and swim in the pool and sink. No, why are you reading the Bible without Jesus? You must see Jesus in there. The scriptures were written because of him. I'm telling you, a lot of people don't read Genesis. Especially chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3. I don't know if they don't understand. But if you want to understand the word of God, that is where we start from. Okay, you, you will see. Let's go. Hebrews. Okay. So the seventh day, God rested from all his works. It's actually called the perfect rest. That is why today your breakthrough is in God. 
is in Christ actually. Because <laughs> he is the Sabbath of God. And our Sabbath as well. In him we live, we move and have our being because he is our perfect rest. And I'm going to show you very... Maybe I never jumped the story. Maybe I might not go inside. He used Noah to show you the same story. What is the meaning of Noah? Noah means rest. Alright? Look at this picture. I know you want to write, but look, look here first. Understand this. Even me, I was blown away. Noah means rest. But he was not resting. Because he was living among sinners. He was the only righteous man. Together with his people. In fact, his righteousness is what covered his family. But he was living among all sort of people that God hated. The guy was not resting. Even when he was, this is a, this is a sign, when he was building the ark, look at what they said to him. It should tell you the guy had no peace. The same applied to Lot. You see, rest is, is complete when it is only found in Christ. Rest outside Christ doesn't stay too long. It's no rest. So Jesus, God began to give us a typo. So he said, go to Genesis chapter 6, I think verse 13. And God said unto rest, The end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, so rest was living in violence. Look at Lot. He was a righteous man, a holy guy, according to his time. When the two angels came into his house and they wanted to have one of them. He said, you take me. That act in itself was not right. When you live as a holy man amongst a lot of evil people, you might not survive. They might corrupt you after some time. Which means that the, the place where rest, so rest in itself is not rest except it abides where it has complete expression of its purpose. You see, the Holy Spirit does not write the scriptures for fun. The flood of Noah was not for Noah. The flood of Noah, like we call it, we have been calling it, is actually about Christ. Go on. 14. Now, this is where God began to introduce Christ. He said, Make thee an ark of gopher wood. I've taught you this before, the flood story. And I told you that gopher wood is a very strong wood. And wood in the Bible refers to humanity. And the wood here was referring to the humanity of Christ because he could not have saved you as deity. He could only save you as man. Because sin entered the world through a man. And sin must be taken out by a man. Can you see that? For what the law could not do. In that it was weak through the flesh. God sending his own son. 
in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned in where? Not in the spirit. In the flesh. So sin came by a man. Sin was destroyed by a man. And salvation came. So Gopher Wood represented Jesus in the flesh. The humanity of Jesus. He didn't end there. He said, rooms thou make in the ark. That's another story. And then he said, and shall pitch it. Pitch it. Within and without. And I told you, the word pitch in the Hebrew is the word gopher. Which comes from the word kapor or kapora. Which means the mercy seat. So what God is saying is that if this is the wood, use a pitch, it's like coat, it's like paint. And, you know, smear. The word smear is anoint. Smear the wood with what? With a pitch. So that what? Because when you put wood together like this, if they don't paint, water will go through. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Now, water, the rains that came, was the judgment of God upon the earth. So if God had not pitched the wood, the anger of God would have still attacked rest inside the ark. So he caused it to be pitched. Now the word kapora is the Greek word, is the is the Hebrew word that stands for mercy seat. So you see, the rain is the judgment, and the pitch is the mercy seat. Once there is a mercy seat, the judgment of God cannot go through. So you see, rest was not rest. He would have died if the wrath of God had come. Even though Noah was called rest, he would have died outside. But when he entered into the Christ, into the ark, the mercy seat covered him. And so the wrath of God that came outside couldn't enter. So rest was now resting. You cannot rest until you are in Christ. No human being on the face of the earth can tell me they have enough rest. Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Rayma 9 at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our Friday services, dubbed Night of Bliss at 6 p.m. And sit under the reign of heaven in a furnace service on Sunday at 8 a.m. Follow the prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny Hyphen L. Jedu, and on Instagram as Prophet Danny L. Jedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. Prophet Daniel Jedu's book, Partnership with the Lord is Out, and it's selling fasting prints and on Amazon. This book has all you need to help you assess your God given right. You can contact Word and Spirit International. Contact 
services on plus two three three five four seven two two one seven seven three or plus two three three five zero four three two eight nine five nine for any inquiries. So many people are listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast on Podbean, and many have received testimonies by listening. We want you to share your testimony with us by leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or sending it to us via email to contact at wordloversglobal.com. You were made to leap from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world. You are